probably the person I have the most respect for, not only from a strength and conditioning standpoint, but what I think is his real niche, which is nutrition. Um, I met Rob at the Titleist Performance Institute, Rob, probably 16 years ago, uh, 15 oh, years wow. ago. What's yeah. the... Oh, I was thinking about that. That was, what, 2004? Yeah, so wow. we're 15. We're going on 16 years. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I sat with Rob in the nutrition area of TPI, and like I, I left after we I had an hour sit down with him, and my head was spinning. I was literally like on the phone with my fiance, my, my now wife, sending her to the grocery store. And he he's really <laughs> the one who changed my thinking with um, – you know, I, I talked, I think I mentioned Paul Check, but like he's really the one who changed my thinking with organic farming and where things were being sourced okay. and just really simplify things and made it less about, you know, oh, you got to eat chicken, broccoli and rice. Like, no, it became so much more. So I attribute an immense amount of success that I've had in the industry because of him. He's one of the first person, people that I will call if I have to bounce an idea off of or if I have a supplement question, a nutrition question, like... He's the guy I go to. What's the last question you asked him? Probably more stuff on gut health. I mean, you've been diving in so much um, about gut health and digestion. Um, He's also, I've been stealing his line, his BFF. uh, Your your BFF is your PFS. So your best friend forever is protein, fat, and fiber. Mm -hmm. And he's really simplified nutrition to where if you follow his rules, laws, call it what you want, you really won't have the cravings that most people are having in the evening because you really your blood sugar levels are balanced. When I wrote my book, I just thought of okay, I got to figure out something that's simple, especially for golfers, right? Um, that's the my first book was written for golfers, and so um, just something simple that people can remember. And so um, the protein, fats, and fiber came about PFF, and I tell people to do that the majority of the time, but. You know, like we've talked about, Don, before, it's like I'm not against eating carbohydrates and so forth. It's just the timing of it is what's probably more critical. But what this comes down to mostly is from the physiological standpoint is really controlling blood sugar because at the end of the day, if you can do that, that's going to affect you from a number of standpoints, from your hormone health to your sleep patterns to your gut health. So that's why it's really critical to get just that base and foundation for anybody, whatever their goal is. Uh, the name of that book, was it Hole in One? Yeah, so luckily I have it right here. Oh, nice, okay. <laughs> Look at you, you um, little marketing well, yeah, you know, person. It's a shameless you. plug. <laughs> no, no, I wanted to know. I wanted to make sure that, that we got the name right. And so, but the, the, the advice in there, it's you said it's geared more towards golfers or is it something that um, people that aren't golfers could, could also use? No, I, I think it, it is uh, for general non-athletes uh to an athletic standpoint um like we were at one of the conferences with mike boyle and he stopped me he's like hey rob he goes that book it needs to be not named yes. for golf but just general you know nutrition some basic principles that need to be followed i um, wish he named the book so, something different remember how we have the conversation all the time we bring guests on and i know where you're just sitting here like speak english like yeah you know like I, just speak english rob makes things so relatable he's so smart but he can dumb it down to where he can have a conversation with my 11 year old and my 11 year old would get it that's what it's about it's about a level of relatability and you should have named it something else because i'm referring this book to everyone because i'm not a nutritionist and i don't have a nutrition book out there and the first thing people say is well i'm not a golf and I'm like, it doesn't well, matter. So killing me. That's why I've so Zach, I've taken Don's advice. So I'm actually I'm I'm working on the second book, 
Um, running two. Kyle. Well, right <laughs> now, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get away from that name. But the 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 second one will be will be feed your game. So okay. I like you know, that. And and so yeah, so it'll be um, geared more towards uh, <clears throat> general athletic population, and um, you know it'll be the same principles, but. For example, one of the things that I, I really want to try to get across to people is that, you know, it's not just about food, but I, I'm going to refer to it as the performance triad, which I basically, like I, Don talked about me, talked about the gut all the time. And then the second part of the triad is hormones. And then the third is sleep. And so I really want to educate people that they're all important and they all interlink together and how if you can really focus on those things and you can maximize your your results and your performance. I want to dive into the gut a little bit because this is the one area that I think people just overlook. Can you just start with a really good 101 breakdown for someone who's just maybe hasn't been paying attention to gut health and digestion, et cetera? Yeah. So, um, you know, with um, gut health, usually what we're talking about in the context is the gut microbiome. And basically, your body has these different sort of ecosystems. So you can think of you know, it's sort of like, um, what is it? Like Finding Nemo, right? Like he's the, the clownfish and has a relationship with the sea anemone and, and that sort of, whole sort of thing. And you, you have that ecosystem within your gut. So, you know, we all, all of us have anywhere between three to four pounds of bacteria within our digestive tract at any one time. You have it in your nasal passages, your mouth, you know, um, all these different areas, your skin. And the reason why, I mean, the, the main reason why I talk about it so much is because I have so many clients that I work with that have a lot of these gut issues. And when we talk about gut issues, we're talking about pretty much really small things. Like I would say 90% of a lot of my gut clients are more female because more females tend to be more in tune with their bodies. Whereas, you know, guys, we fart and burp, belch, and they're like, oh, that's cool, you know, or yeah, you know, that was nasty, you know. Um, <laughs> we're all in college but, again. <laughs> you know, or, or yeah, or like guys are always joking around like, oh, that whey protein, man, that gave me the, the best farts, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Zach and does that in my, his office. <laughs> so, but, you know, from my perspective to when people are overly, you know, they have over, you know, too much gas or they're belching a lot or, you know, they're noticing, God, like, you know, my, my, my stomach is, is protruding much more than usual. I'm not fat, but I'm getting a lot of bloating and, and distension. Those are little signs that tells me, okay, hey, something's going on in terms of the digestive process somewhere from north to south where we need to investigate that, look into that. And for some, you know, some of the elite athletes I work with, you know, some of them are having diarrhea every day, five days a week, and they're they think that's normal, but when I start questioning them, I'm like, hey, that's not normal. Um, that's not, it may be common for you, but it's not normal physiological function. I mean, how could you think that that's normal? Like, I mean, it's just yeah. like, I don't know. I'd be like, at that, like day three, I'd be like, there's something happening. You know, I don't know. Just <laughs> Well, I would say, okay, so I, some people, they that's their norm because Got that's it. all they, they've known. Not, yeah, so, okay. for example, like constipation, okay. they grew up going every two or three days. Yeah. So, to them, that's their normal. I see. Um, yeah, I would also back up and say not even straight up diarrhea, but let's say you have loose stools every day. So, it's just sort of like a pile of mush. Mm -hmm. Like, I tell people, look, I go, 
in a perfect world, we want you to have a brown banana in the toilet bowl, you know, easy to pass, you know, every day. Um, that's pretty much ideal. But if you're you're going to the bathroom, you don't feel fully evacuated, you have a pile of mush. Well, there's something going on there where okay, maybe there's something going on with the digestive process. So is it is that how you is that how you're able to tell? Are you? I mean, is is that really what it comes down to? Is it is it how the as your stool looks, or is it if you're if you're not regular? I mean, is, are those the first signs? I mean, that shouldn't be it, right? I mean, there, there's there's other. What if you do go every day? Does that mean, or if, or if you're you know, if your stool looks like a brown banana, it's covering all those characteristics. Does that right. mean that you're clean or clear from a, 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 a digestion issue standpoint, or could there still be issues? No, there could be other issues. So for example, if, if someone says, Hey, you know, I have depression, depression, or I'm having a lot of anxiety. And obviously there's a lot of factors involved. There's could be some, you know, mental, emotional stress and so forth. But if someone tells me, hey, I'm on a SSRI, selective serotonin-reuptake inhibitor, antidepressant, usually that tells me, okay, there's some kind of gut issues. Um, because through all the research that they've done and looking at neurotransmitters and serotonin, they were all found in the gut to begin with. So 98% of your serotonin is found in your gut. So when someone has some type of mood, emotion, I'm not, and I'm, talk, I'm not talking you know, a severe clinical depression, but more of a uh, a lesser degree, uh, then that tells me, hey, there's something going on within the gut. Um, also, fatigue is, is another one. So if people are saying, hey, you know, I'm starting to get more fatigued than usual, low energy, or, you know, I'm not make, able to train through my sessions with my training partner, that tells me, hey, there might be something else going on where uh, maybe you're not absorbing your food efficiently or something else could be going on within the digestive tract. How do we get to this point? Like, so someone has this issue, are they going to have to just go see a specialist or is it that they should be looking at things that they're doing? Like, is that what the book that the book, the first book you've written and the second one is going to help them do? Like take these precautionary steps when they believe they have an issue. So they don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So basically your question is who do you go see? Like if you do have, who do you go see and how do you you know if you, if you should go see somebody or can you like do things on your own first and then go see somebody? Like I get some severe cases where, yeah, they'll go into a gastroenterologist to a GI doc. And unfortunately, a lot of these people, when you look at them, like you look at them go, well, you train three or four times a week, you look healthy, you know, you're young, you shouldn't have these digestive issues. And they, they're sort of kind of brushed off to the side and say, hey, you, you don't, we, there's nothing really wrong with you. Unfortunately, within the, you know, the GI docs or the medical community, they're looking for the extremes. So they might do an endoscopy or colonoscopy. They're looking for polyps. They're looking for massive things. They're not looking for, you know, um, the more, more subtleties. So, um, you know, that's where I, I would say I, I fall into play working with a lot of people and helping them um, with their digestive issues. And it could be a woman who trains four or five times a week, eats really well, but at the end of the day, she's five months looking pregnant and she's not fat. Yeah. You know, they got that bloated look and they're going, this is sort of gotten worse as the months have gone by. A year or two, I was fine, but then I've had these issues going on. Um, and so that tells me that something's going on in regards to maybe they don't have enough digestive enzymes or maybe they're not, they could be not chewing their food enough. Um, maybe they're eating while they're driving. I mean, that simple stuff like that could be an issue. Um, 
But uh, at the end of the day, uh, it really starts with basic things. Um, so, it, you know, digestive process, are you eating while you're watching TV, you're answering emails, that could be part of it. Um, are you hydrating properly? A lot of people don't drink enough water. Um, so that's a basic foundational thing. I mean, it sounds so, uh, it sounds, when I say it, it sounds so easy and, and, and such a simple process, but if people don't hydrate properly or maybe they're drinking too much alkaline water, that can disrupt digestion as well that I found. So um, that's where uh, people kind of fall into a gray area. And that's where if you do have, you know, either your bowel movements are all over the place where they're not consistent every day. Um, you're getting the bloating or you're getting excessive gas where, you know, your, your, you know, other half is telling you to leave the bedroom or whatever. Um, that's not normal. That, that shouldn't be happening. Like a little bit of gas is fine, you know? Um, but those are the little things that, uh, we're looking at. The other part of it is inflammation. So if someone is, for example, training a lot and they're not recovering the way they should, they're, they're getting the proper neuromuscular therapy you know, massage, uh, acupuncture, whatever it is, uh, doing all the recovery methods and still not recovering and having inflammatory issues. And that's when I'll delve deeper into the digestive issues. But how long does it take to correct these? Say somebody does have things that can be done just by, you know, changing their diet around, maybe hydrating more and eating a few, a uh, few more vegetables, we'll say, and like getting rid of some junk. How long until they see that turn? Good question. Oh yeah, I mean, someone like that's pretty simple. They'll probably notice a difference within about ten to fourteen days. Okay. Yeah, unless unless there's some other underlying issues, then it probably takes a little bit of a more investigative approach on my side. When you are working on correcting a digestive issue, if they're on your diet throughout the week for say five six days and they're doing exactly what you want, and then they turn around and they're junking out one day a week. Is that a complete setback? It depends on the severity. So it's a sort of sliding scale, right? So if you have someone that eats really well six days a week and then they junk out on a Sunday, um, if their digestive issues are not too severe, um, then they could probably get away with that. Um, there is actually some research showing that when, when people eat a lot of processed food, um, they can create a sort of temporary, what we call leaky gut, uh, and, and an inflammatory process. Um, and obviously that depends. I mean, if someone's doing like a 10,000 calorie challenge in a day or something, mm. then, you know, they're, they're going to definitely have some GI disruption at least for two, three days after, but then things just start to normalize. Um, but the, the bigger, deeper hole that they're in, um, the less likely I'm going to have them do some kind of junk out day like that. It may be more like maybe a meal or something sure. um, versus a couple meals, you know, during the day. Um, Cause otherwise they're just going to be hammered and then their body just doesn't have enough time to recover from that. I have yeah. a question about probiotics. I feel like uh, people throw that term out there as this cure all for everything. Um, right. Is it just a buzzword and like, can you kind of help explain what that, uh, that does in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, and if it's something that people really need to be paying attention really to. Really good question, Zach. I'm impressed. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you say that to all the guys. You're, right? you're impressing Don today. I mean, it is a good question because you're right. It is a buzzword. You know, just like whatever, five years ago, gluten free was a buzzword. Um, anytime the food industry is involved, it's going to be a buzzword, it's going to be a trend. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're seeing like cookies with probiotics in them now yeah. and orange juice. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, there's a pl time and place for probiotics. Uh, obviously, I would always try to go uh, whole food first. So if you can get it in the you know form of fermented veggies, kimchi, sauerkraut, you know that if you can tolerate uh, yogurts, um, that would be a way to do it. Um, the way that I would recommend using probiotics is the foremost time to use it is if you have to go to antibiotics. So for whatever reason, you get an accident, you got to get surgery, or you just got to take antibiotics. I would say, hey, I would take probiotics right away because the problem is with antibiotics, it's sort of like uh, just a bomb. It, there's no deciphering of who gets basically wiped out. Like all the good guys, all the bad guys get wiped out. Like I said before, it's an ecosystem, right? So you do have fungus, you do have good gut flora, you have pathogenic bacteria, but it's, it's whether there's an imbalance. And with the antibiotics, what that does is it basically wipes out everybody. And so the faster that you can input good uh, good guys within the digestive tract, um, the least chance of pathogenic bacteria uh, has a chance to proliferate. But can it hurt if you're taking a probiotic? If Zach and I are taking one, say, before bed, is there no. a reason why you shouldn't, or is it just more of a cost thing, like save the money type of thing? Because we're in winter time, I would say <laughs> it, is, it is advantageous to do that um, because your gut is your immune system. Right. So if you can help support that, um, it is helpful um, to, to do that. Now, the dosage is important. So if you're in the context of taking antibiotics for 10 days, um, I usually recommend upwards towards 100 billion, sometimes up to 300 billion CFUs um, for that person um, if they're on the heavy dose of antibiotics. Um, the only time you have that's contraindicated is if someone does have, um, well, if they're diagnosed with SIBO, which is, just stands for small intestinal bowel overgrowth. Um, you have to be careful with that because that's like pouring gasoline on a fire for someone like that. So if they have bloating, they'll feel like it's 10 times worse when you right. add in uh, the bacteria. So that's when you don't want to um, have it in there. And then if, if you do have a chief complaint of just constantly being bloated all the time and distended, um, then it's sort of a 50, 50, um, you could try it. And if it makes you better, then go ahead and keep taking it. But if you take it, you're like, holy cow, I'm, I'm like three times worse, then don't take it. And that's just going to make you worse. How does, you know, managing stress and prioritizing sleep help uh, improve gut health? I mean, obviously, sleep will affect everything from, you know, muscle recovery to your energy levels. But one of the things that we do know is when you have the reduced amount of sleep, um, the levels of IL-6, basically it's just an inflammatory marker, it goes up when you have a lack of sleep or your volume of sleep goes down. So what that ends up doing is you have um, basically these inflammatory markers running around more so. And so what that ends up doing is that creates a more inflammatory cascade. And so when that inflammation comes up, that is what the body recognizes and, uh, as an as a internal stressor. Because it should be up and then it should drop down. But when you have a lack of sleep, it tends to be elevated all the time. And then that in turn causes a chronic elevation of cortisol. And then what that ends up doing is if that's chronically elevated and you're fully stressed out with work and your job and whatever else that's going on, what happens is high, high levels of cortisol that are chronic, that decreases 
and basically it's called secretory IgA, uh, SIGA for short. Basically, it's an immunoglobulin that's produced in your body. It's part of your immune system, and that gets depressed as cortisol goes up. So as you get more stressed because no sleep and then other things are going on, that drops your SIGA, and that SIGA you can think of as your sort of coast guard of your body. So its job is to tag invaders, viruses, fungus, bacteria, and say, hey, that guy's not supposed to be there. And then your immune system comes in and then gets rid of those guys. But if that guy's down and depressed, that predisposes you to getting viruses, fungal overgrowth, bacteria overgrowth, et cetera. And so, you know, it's interesting because as I do all these, you know, initial interviews with a lot of clients, there's always usually a cascade, like a crescendo of all these stressful events six to eight months before they see me. And then everything goes downhill after that because the body's in a, in a very suppressed state in regards to their immune system. So when you hear gut health and brain function, you know, you're referring to two different areas of the body, yet they're right. so closely related. Can you kind yeah. of go into that a little bit? Because I know all of us have suffered from it. Zach and I talk about it sometimes. You might get these these crashes or you're just having a stressful week and you're and you're foggy and you're unable to focus. And you know how we run in the city. I mean, it's not always the best thing for you, but you do what you got to do. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because if you like, if you just go into Google and you type in uh, gut brain access or anything, like, you'll get tons of tons of either research journals or blogs or articles, and the connection between your brain and your digestive system is the vagus nerve, and that is the communication uh, between your gut and your brain. So oftentimes, they're just saying is if your if your gut is on fire, then your brain's on fire. Um, like you, you've heard of, I mean, you know, um, of Dr. Perlmutter, yeah. um, grain brain, all the other things. And so one of the things that's coming out with research is that if your brain is, um, inflamed, then your gut's going to be in turn inflamed. And so that's why we have to look at both. Uh, and that's why I said earlier, for example, if someone has, um, some mood disorder or anxiety, depression, whatever, I'm definitely looking at the gut. Although it's a brain issue and neurotransmitters, I want to know there's probably something going on in regards to the production of neurotransmitters that's being affected. And so, um, I mean, it, it comes down to sim simply, I mean, let's say just talk about constipation. Like if you're constipated for two or three days and your gut's like the standing, you got to like unbutton your belt buckle, you feel like crap. You yeah. don't feel very good, yeah. right? I mean, you you just don't feel very well. So just a simple example, um, such as constipation and then leading to distension and bloating, you're like, oh, I feel like crap. And then you're not motivated to go to the gym or you're not motivated to eat well. And so um, it, there's definitely that connection um, that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, and so sometimes you, you know, it, it's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Like, what do you, what do you do? Do you address the brain or you address the gut? Um, for me, I don't know at that point. Like for me, I, I would do some lab tests to t determine, okay, well, if you have leaky gut, well, you got leaky brain. Hmm. So we need to be able to bring the inflammation down in your gut so that ultimately long run, we can bring the inflammation down in your brain. That's interesting. Who's, uh, who's that in the background? Oh, is that my, oh, that's my, that's my pup. Gia. <laughs> Hi, Gia. 
Say hi. Hi. <laughs> She's probably awesome. wondering, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Is that Angie? Yeah. Angie's Is... here in the background somewhere. Tell me. So, hi. Hi, I'm Zach, Angie. Hi, I can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to get this whole system rigged. Uh, that, <laughs> that apple pie, you're going to die. The apple crumb, Chris. We're waiting. Um, oh, yeah. so, we're waiting. Right now, I'm working on paleo, grain-free. Lakanto sugar, so it's like low glycemic. She's so good at Green that. apples, like seriously, we could load and chow down. Yeah. And uh, uh, the recipe is coming, but I'm just telling you, it's it's so good. Angie makes a gluten-free blondie that I named. Are you with those Angie's gluten-free blondies, <laughs> hands down, my my favorite healthy dessert ever. Yep. Ever. I'd like to try it. Yeah. So, Angie, we really appreciate Angie sending us a nice uh, Christmas delivery, right? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, bye. Awesome. World of fun? Uh, world of fun. We're going to introduce you to something right now for the last few minutes of our show. Yeah. It and is the world Rob, of we're fun. Very, we're very happy to be able to include you on this. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, so it is a way for us to get to know you more, also get to know some of the things you, uh, your likes and dislikes. What we're gonna do is Donna's gonna start us off. He's gonna, he's gonna spin this, it's going to land on something. And whatever it lands on, it's going to, we're gonna just basically just toss it to you and, and we're gonna get to, to know you a little five bit. Five questions? What do we do, five? Yeah, we do five. We're gonna do five. All right. Here we go. Oh, pet peeve. Okay, P pet peeve. So, what is just something that just irks you? Uh, just, you know, that, that you want to just get out there and hopefully people will listen to this and just learn it. People that do not take responsibility. Okay. Wow. Very broad, so, but I like it. So, <laughs> so, I'll give, so I'll give you, I'll give you a quick context. So um, my boys, I, I surf. Um, I have a 16 year old and a 15 year old. They, they both surf, they compete They're I mean, we're surfing every single day. Um, and so, Oftentimes, it's just with with surfing when the the waves are really good the last two days, and so we were at one of the breaks, and um, you know, a, a guy that I had a run in with three years ago still holds a grudge, and he ends up paddling right behind my one of my sons and pulls his leash and not doesn't allow him to get in the wave. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, and then and then and then later on the session, he's dropping in on people and kind of laughing and smiling when they're complaining. And when we first had a run and he, he told me, Hey, you know, you dropped in on me or whatever, or you back paddled me. There's all these sort of unwritten rules in surfing yeah. that are sort of lame in, in one way, but it's just, it's just the culture and what it is. And this guy, it basically what he did is this guy just takes no responsibility in regards to his actions. Right. right. Like yeah. tells me that I'm doing wrong or whatever. And, and, um, you know, so it's just one of those things that, me. Don showed me some uh, some videos of of your son uh, uh, surfing. And yes, it's dude freaking yeah amazing. Yeah, stuff. unbelievable. Um, they're they're both incredible. Hey, they're both Appreciate incredible. It. What's your pet peeve? Anyone who asks me about game changers. 
Next, next question. <laughs> which, is, which, I feel, which is everybody. Stop asking me about game changers. Yeah, everybody asks you about that. <laughs> everybody. Asks it sucks. About I don't like it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> That's yeah. as scientific as I'm getting. Although you like when they, do, they you do eventually come out with it when they when they ask you, but it is kind of a little bit of pulling teeth. Like you can see just a little bit a little bit of your soul kind of just go away. <laughs> like I don't really care. <laughs> like uh, I love when you say that. I don't really care. I just don't. notice how he didn't even he didn't even add his two cents. He's like next question. Please. I know. So, Oscar speech. <laughs> this is a good one. So, you have been bestowed with the uh, Star Wars blaster, uh, which is the highest honor you can get oh my God. in your field. Now, what is it that you're going to be honored with? And we got to give a 20-second Oscar speech. Uh, thanking people and also, you know, maybe explaining what it is this word uh, is for. You have to, you have to get creative. Ready, set, go. All right. So thank you for this award. I want to thank uh, Zach and Don for um, providing this award. I'm really honored uh, to receive it for the best nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> That's 15 seconds. Uh, uh, in the world, and uh, I just want to thank uh, my wife. See, <laughs> that's right 20 here. seconds. We're up. This is <laughs> Angie saved you, she saved your ass. <laughs> Angie, as always, she saved your ass. Good job, though. I'm impressed. All right, we will put the, put the award back. Put the award that back. I'm gonna roll it. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. Other word what's, for yeah, fart. What's the, synonym, what's the best synonym for fart? Dutch oven. <laughs> wow. Isn't that a specific fart? I think that's one where you cover someone in bed. <laughs> but you know what? I like it. I've been using it. I like it. <laughs> I, I'm Breaking wind. That's, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Use that. No, but that's your answer. That works. Okay, that works. <laughs> what's yours? I don't know. Maybe ass blast. Wow, that's really heavy. I'll go with breaking wind. Wow. A little more close. Breaking wind. What are you? What are you my grandma? Pooter. Like, like, <laughs> I know. Pooter. I was like, oh, I just broke. You can wind. roll the next one. Let's see it land on questions again or pet peeves again. Watch. Early okay. retirement. Early retirement. Something that you want to send just away like off to pasture like you said it's a word no it could be a word it could be a food it could, could be, be a anything. type it could be anything like anything that just must uh be in quarantine throw and then sent away immediately i'm going blank on this one what's something you want to eliminate i think it's the best way to put it something you'd want early retirement means something you want to eliminate yeah really eliminate okay mine's not very like sophisticated but like what's yours uh socks that get wet like i if i have wet feet my mood is just in the shitter it's over it is brown banana time for my brown mood, man banana like time. I, banana time. I just can't stand wet feet i could deal with i could deal with the sweaty back i could deal with some bat wings i could deal with a sweaty crack but my feet <laughs> over bro. Crack. <laughs> over do you have one or are we still are we got to come back to this no, come back to this. All right, we got trivia. I got one. I got a question. Okay. <laughs> See, we're very, we're very uh, awesome. Good job. We did very quick. What is the daily recommend recommended fiber intake for av adults average eighteen to fifty? Thirty grams, but it should be actually higher than that. 
Okay, this, I don't know, this is probably wrong because I don't even know, but it says 38 for men, 25 for women. Is that is that garbage? Oh, uh, it's not garbage. I just kind of go in the middle of the road. Why should it be higher? Because if you look at, like, for example, there's a guy named Dennis Burkitt mm -hmm. who was kind of the guy who's, who's like the poop guy and studied a lot of indigenous tribes and so forth. And uh, his, his theory was that the fiber intake was closer to like 50 grams where they found that to be very good in terms of the bulk of the stool and so forth. And so that's where, that's where I say it should be higher. We got one more. Spin. I'm going to spin it. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Three big spin. Oh, <clears throat> right. Oh my God. Who you one. should very follow, good. but probably aren't. Is there someone that you at all follow and you say, Oh wow. You know, that's interesting. It could be anything could be a surfer i have no idea mm -hmm. the, the thing is i try i actually try not to go social media too much as you know it can well, be a good. black hole yeah mm -hmm. uh, so i'm not really looking that much um i would say i mean i'm a geek so yes. um you love that there's value. a guy there's a guy that. named um i don't even i i think i listen to his podcast that's what it is his name's nicholas hedberg okay um and he's, he's he's known for um, being the thyroid guy, but when you hear the guy, is it Mick, uh, Mick or Nick? Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas. Yeah, he, Hedberg. A, I think it's H E D B E R G. Don's thinking um, of Mitch Hedberg, the comedian that uh, that passed away. Along, you remember him? Uh, uh, no, I don't. Don, Don just blows right past some of this stuff. Don, but one track <laughs> I don't follow. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but um, yeah, um, if um, but yeah, he 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 really knows his stuff. A little bit dry when he when he's talking and stuff like that. But like for me, just being a geek and being able to like hear about different like herbs and like autoimmune and like all kinds of other stuff. Um, it he he's a really good guy. Um, really knows his stuff in terms of like if you really want to geek out on that kind of stuff then he's a he's a good one to uh, to look that. at you know that's the problem is that like th these people that have really like like they can educate you and you can learn so much from them and you know, other people are going to people that are more flashy but don't have the substance and that sucks right right and that's yeah unfortunately you know sometimes that happens well, yeah happens some people don't bring in gimmicks like the wheel <laughs> that was it. That was our five spins. That was it. That all right. It. So, Rob, can you let all of our followers know where they can find you and uh, where they can find your book? And when the next book is coming yes. out. Yeah. So, um, Whole in One Nutrition, um, you guys can find that on Amazon. So, you can get it on Kindle or uh, paperback. Um, and you can follow me, Robert Gang, on Instagram, um, Facebook, Robert Gang Inc., Twitter, Robert Gang Inc. Um, as well. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm working like crazy, um, on this second book. So right. Like I said, the, the running titles feed your game. Um, uh, I think it's even like the guide to, you know, improve performance on and off the field. Um, so, um, I'm trying to get that done, um, within the next three months or so. So, you know, but I've said that before and it, there's always, things that pop up and so i'm just trying to work like mad as much as i can <laughs> well i can't wait to promote it for you because like i said the first book was exceptional everyone this is zira at zira's instagram handle at don saladino and rob's instagram handle is at robert 
Yang. Yang. Yeah. Yeah. At, at Robert Yang. Now, and I said this, I think you asked me the question of who is uh, your favorite person, uh, someone you should be following but probably aren't. You asked me a while ago, and who did I say? You did say Rob I Yang. I said Rob Yang. Someone asked, he was asked this question weeks Thank ago. You, Don. I did say, I love you. I think the world of you, man. One of my closest buddies. I'm so happy that you two met. Me too. Reps, yeah. reps at muscleandfitness.com. Yeah, you can you can write in, uh, you know, I don't know. All the son, questions. Love sonnets to, to Don at that address. I love Go it. For it. I love it. Very excited about this episode. Cool, it's really nice to meet you. Thank you. Really. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Cool. Appreciate it. I'll give you a call. Yeah. Later, brother. Say my best. All right. See you guys.